It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, Summer Conversation Series, Episode 4, Mike's at NAESP. Punk Rock Classrooms crew, the Summer Conversation Series is rolling along. And on this episode, we've got five mini interviews. Mike sat down at uh, NAESP just a couple weeks ago and chatted up with a whole bunch of elementary school principals and asked them our big Summer Conversation Series question. If you could change one thing about education, what would it be? So go ahead, give this one a listen as Mike chats up five elementary school principals with the big summer conversation series question here we go hello punk rock classrooms it's mike here i am at the naesp 21 conference and i am with my good friend gabe hackett he uh we just got out of a session together and uh we were going to connect anyway it just happened we were sitting next to each other and i'm gonna give let him do a little brief introduction he is going to tell us what he would change in education so gabe you want to tell us a little bit who you are um how our listeners can connect with you and then tell us what would you change in education well thanks so much for having me mike it's an absolute honor to be part of the podcast uh my name is gabe hackett and i'm a an elementary school principal in a one through five building in monticello minnesota right in the middle of the state we have about 640 kids in one through five and um and yeah, happy to be here and connect with you, Mike, and and talk a little bit about how we would change education if we had that opportunity. And you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about just as we've gone through the pandemic and everything that's that's that our kids are going to need as we come back is, do they have everything that they need? You know, we talk so much about budgets, and we talk so much about. Um, uh, where the money's coming from. There's been a ton of money that's come in in different right. waves. Esser grants and all that. Yeah, exactly. CARES funding, ESSER grants. I can't right. keep it all straight. But when it comes down to it, do our kids have what they need? Does every single student have what they need? It seems like as we go through the years, more and more students are qualifying for um, emotional behavior disorders uh, within special education realm, or they're qualifying for uh, special ed. And those caseloads for our special ed teachers just keep going up and up and up. Yeah. But when that happens, would the students just be better off in the classroom at that point? Not to say that we don't have phenomenal teachers, because we do, but the workload just gets more and more and more, and I feel like if we could reach those students on a more individual basis, um, if we had access to that funding to say, okay, we, it's not just this pot, or it has to be title, and it has to be used this way, or it has to be used that way, if they could um, allow us to say, boy, this is how we want to use the funding to support each of our individual students. I really think that could make a huge difference. Oh, definitely. And you've, you've actually got me now thinking of a whole new approach to, the, to when I go back to school because, yes, there's money being thrown around. And in so many districts, they use this money and they just, whatever the buzzword is, whatever the newest thing out there is, and it's just like to say, hey, We've bought. And I'm just going to say second step because we just they were talking about that in the, the session we came out of with SEL. Hey, we bought second step, but it's like, are we using it the right way? Like, I mean, is that what the kids need? Like, you can buy all these great things, 
but that might not be what they need. They might need backpacks, pencils, and dry erase markers, like, which we bought everything else, but we're not giving them those. Um, You know, they might just need food. They might just need someone to listen to. So that is going to change my whole perspective going into the year. So um, I appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Did you, uh, did you tell people how to connect with you or follow you or anything? I'd be happy to. So uh, I'm a big fan of Twitter and using it for professional development um, and connecting with other staff members, but also in just being positive about what's going on in our school. So you could connect with us. um, I'm, at LME underscore principal on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, so you could find me there. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to connect with anybody listening to the podcast today. Awesome. One last question. What have you been listening to, Gabe? Oh, uh, listening to. You know, I'm, I'm excited after we turn off the podcast to talk more about punk rock because I'd, li- I'd like to learn more about it. Uh, but lately, Dave Matthews has been my thing. Nice. So, yep. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My wife got me into Dave Matthews. It took her a few years, but she finally got me into him. So, um, thanks again. I'm pretty excited for this one. I got John Flores with me. I've known this guy since I got on Twitter through the Fit Leaders uh, group probably two, three years ago. Um, And it's first time meeting face-to-face. So I'm going to let him introduce himself, kind of how you can connect with him. And then he's going to tell us what he would change in education and what he's been listening to. So, John, here you go. Hey, Mike. uh, Thanks for the invite. Hello everyone, my name is John Flores. I'm the proud principal of Bill Children's Elementary out over in El Paso, Texas. And one thing that I would change in education would be all the standardized testing that we have. Uh, We are living in an age where, of course, accountability is very important and things like that. But the direction that we have moved with uh, accountability and standardized testing has truly put a lot of stress on building leaders, classroom teachers, students and parents alike. Uh, So the focus should really, truly uh, change to really just ensure that we are providing that viable curriculum to our to our students to our teachers making sure that we are preparing our students to be college ready because ultimately we do want them to be college ready and just create uh, strong systems to ensure that we are checking for understanding that our kids are showing growth that they're making progress but this uh, the the culture and 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 direction that we're headed you know we're, we're we're causing so much undue stress to our students especially coming out of a pandemic right now where we truly need to focus on ensuring that social-emotional aspect is so, so important for our kids, making sure that they're well. Some of our kids have not been in our buildings for over a year and a half, and we need to address those things and and really just change and ensure that we are getting our kids um, social-emotional health first um, before that academic piece, making sure that, that we are taking care of that whole child uh, with that said, you know, um, just a whole revamp of that standardized testing to truly just um, allow our, our teachers to truly teach and ensure that learning is fun, it's still engaging, you know, and what's best for kids. Thanks. Awesome. And I agree, John. I've, I've talked about standardized testing as well on the, on the podcast, so totally appreciate your response, your insight.
and I am now with my good friend Liz Garden. She's going to tell us a little bit about who she is, how you can connect and follow her, and then she will answer the one thing she would change in education. All right, so Liz, here you go. Hello, everybody. Yes, my name is Liz Garden, and I am the uh, principal of the Mayo Elementary School in Holden, Massachusetts. It's a K-5 school. Um, you can connect with me on Twitter at, at Principal Garden. I'm also on Voxer at Principal Garden. Um, so definitely reach out. And what would I change um, about education? Well, I think it, the biggest thing that um, I feel like we have learned and witnessed over the last you know, 15, 18 months is um, how important student voice is and that, you know, we should be led by the students. We shouldn't be leading them. Um, you know, I saw so many different scenarios happen. We were remote for the first half of the year um, and we would have times where we would have literally no internet and you know parents would be calling and saying what's going on at the school and we I had some teachers come to me and say you know I had a fifth grade class where they said um, you know it was spotty and then finally we got back on and one teacher she said you know I got back on and I had a group of kids leading they were solving a math problem together on their own <laughs> and, and so I said you know yes like and and people were you know, nervous about the idea of kids being like by themselves, like in a breakout room or something. And I'm like, they're going to surprise us. Um, and so I really think that, you know, what this year has shown us is that we like student voice is crucial. Um, and students like they, they are going to, um, they're going to help us problem solve and they're going to help us um, change education. You know, it's it's a lot easier, I think, to bring about change when we focus on the students um, versus the teachers and the staff and people that normally um, kind of are, are driving the bus. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Um, and it's interesting because I was in the pre-conference yesterday with Adam Welcome and uh, Rachel George mm -hmm. and Adam brought up things like, you know, have have your students you know as principals as leaders we're taking pictures all the time we're mm -hmm. posting them on twitter and instagram and sharing them to families he's give a give a phone or camera and ipad to the kids let them be the ones to take the pictures mm -hmm. and you can help craft those tweets but like mm -hmm. let's see mm -hmm. let them show us because we see things in one lens right. where this the schools are for them like adam right. said like we're not the schools aren't here for us right. to have jobs it's right. here to empower our kids. So I think you're spot on something we need to change. And hopefully with um, all we've experienced, I, there will be many districts that take what we've learned and move forward. But unfortunately, we all know there's going to be some of those districts that are going to revert back to what they used to do and not not learn, move forward with what they've learned. So um, I agree. Thanks for answering. Got one more question for you, though. Yep. Because on the podcast, we always share what we've been listening to. So we want to know, what has Liz been listening to lately? In terms of podcasts? Podcasts, oh, or just, music. Any, oh, oh music. Well, I, I mean, I'm married to a musician. So, oh, nice, <laughs> so I nice. listen to a lot of music in my house. Um, my own children singing. Um, and we love, we're big Beatles fans. So we do a lot of Beatles music. But um, so there's always music going on um, in our house. So that's one thing I listen to. Um, I... I'm kind of a like I'm a podcast hopper. I like I I don't have like one set podcast I listen to. I try to like you know um, 
I try to just jump around and like if I hear one from, from somebody and then and then I learn about a different one. So I mean, I've certainly um, the NASP podcast. I've listened to that. I have some Massachusetts friends that have started some podcasts. So I've been listening to theirs. Um, Bobby French um, has one. The, the I think what is she called? The Busy Principal, yep. which is great because it's like quick, like five right. ten minute like podcasts. Um, and you know, um, I, I've just been. Um, Honestly, I've been enjoying the fact that the school year ended and I've been able to listen to like the birds in my backyard <laughs> and <laughs> my children, um, you know, uh, just having fun this summer. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, Liz. <laughs> I am at NAESP 21 with my good friend Todd Schmidt, who have finally have met face to face in person. So, Todd. We got one question, well, two questions. First question, the main one is going to be, what would you change in education? But before you answer that, I'm going to give you the phone. You can let our listeners know like, kind of who you are and how they can connect with you, and then let us know what you would change in education. All right. Well, thank you, Mike, for letting me come on here. I mean, finally excited. This is one of the best parts of these conferences, getting Definitely. to actually finally Definitely. meet people in person. Um, so let's see here. I am uh, Todd Schmidt. I am an elementary principal in Southern California, uh, going into my 10th year as a principal. So uh, easiest way to connect with me, I'm on, I pretty much have taken every T.S. Schmidt you can find. So that's me on Twitter, Voxer, um, Instagram. They're all there. Um, if I One thing that I think I would change about education is the structure of I don't think that there's enough time for kids to ever really truly develop their passion and because we just have so many things we have to do and you know grade levels I mean if you truly could just create a system where kids could spend time just delving into something that gets them out of bed every morning you know I got to finally hear about esports and thought wow like I mean kids are gonna be playing video games anyway why can't I find a way to put that into what they're doing so I think for me if I could just change one thing it really would be this the 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 structure that we have had for decades that has just, you know, you go from grade level to grade level, grade level, and it's just, there's just not enough time for that. So that would be one thing that I definitely uh, would change. And then, I know this is punk rock, but I'm a big country fan. So um, that is what I've been listening to a lot of because it kind of helps mellow me out. I think for a lot of people, this past year has definitely been a lot of, has been very challenging. And music for me has actually been one of the ways that I've been able to handle a lot of the stress. So anyway, that's it. Awesome. I agree with you. Yes, we definitely need to find more ways for our kids to experience and showcase and just learn more about their passions. It's something I'm trying to incorporate into the upcoming year with kind of things we just saw in the session we were at with, um, um, I can't remember the name, Genius, Day. Genius yeah, Days. I, Genius I got Day. it written down. I wrote that one down too. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? And we always say, it doesn't matter what kind of music you listen to. We're all, we're all, it's all about bringing that punk rock mentality to our schools and classrooms. So Todd, thank you. I'm at NAESP21, and I, another another uh, individual that I've known for quite some time here on uh, through Twitter, finally meeting face-to-face, and we actually don't live that far from each other um, as of recently, but I'm with the one only, Zach Korth. He's going to tell us a little bit about himself and what he would change in education. Thanks, Mike. It's awesome to finally meet you in person in real life. Uh, you can connect with me at AP underscore Korth, K-O-R-T-H, North but with a K. Uh, the one thing that I would change in education is how can we make it more student-centered? How can we really take what kids know, kids are, 
what are their stories, and really personalize that to the greatest extent possible in our classrooms. So that goes with personalized education, personalized learning, all of those different attributes. And then how are we building our authentic relationships with students? How are we honestly breaking down the barriers and getting to know the students through different activities? And so being at NAESP this week has taught me a lot about stepping outside of our contractual obligations, going to all of the events with kids, getting to know them, and getting to know their stories in that true, authentic way. And then how do we take those back into the classroom? How do we deepen those relationships? How do we show the belief in students as Baruti Caffelli said during our opening keynote yesterday? And that is just so important to me to know that kids feel valued, but also they deeply, deeply are loved by each and every one of us in the building and are not judged at all. Uh, Mike asked me, what do I listen to? I'm such a people watcher and I just listen to the conversations as people go by. And that is just one of those amazing things where you just get to see people interact and all of their different stories uh, right before your eyes. Awesome. Thanks so much, Zach. All right, Punk Rock Classrooms crew, thank you so much for tuning in. I know Mike had a blast talking to all of those principals at that conference and just getting to ask them that important question. If you could change one thing about education, what would it be? Don't forget, you can find all of our episodes over on the website, punkrockclassrooms.com or over on your favorite podcast app or at teachbetter.com. Uh, don't forget, you can follow Mike and I and the show on social media. We all have the same handles in these two platforms. So you can find the show on Twitter or Instagram at Punk Classrooms. You can find me on either of those at Josh R. Buckley. And you can find Mike on either of those at Mike R. Earnshaw. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you at the show. is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.